33. Yeah. That's big. That is big. Now, do you mind if I start this? Proceed. (laughs) (laughs) Hey guys, this is Rob and welcome to question number 33. What is a SWOT analysis for creatives? It's my interview with Jordan Walker. If you're listening to this podcast, you've seen Jordan Walker's work because he actually did the photos, all the press photos for this podcast. And I think they're pretty baller. Pretty badass. Either one. Let's move on. Where do you live? In the city. Do you have a house? Apartment. On a rent? Rent. What do you do for a living? Lots of things. Where's your office? Don't have one. How come? It's a long story. Do you have kids? No, I don't. How come? What's your record for consecutive questions asked? 38. What are you asking? Talking to me? What are you? Pop quiz, hot shot. Quick me to talk. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us. For those of you listening for the first time, my name is Rob Morgan, and for the past 10 years, I've been traveling the world as a bassist and music director, and this is my podcast where I sit down with intriguing people I've met to try and get past what it is they do and try to find out who they are, why they do it, and what I can learn with them. Learn with them? Learn from them. It's like a minute into this, and I'm already stumbling over my words. Anyways, I'm joined, as always, by my wife, my friend, my... Songbird. Have you said songbird before? I'm looking out the window at birds. Okay. It is finally... And I haven't said that before. Yeah. I think I said bluebird once. Yes, you said bluebird But once. it's only okay. because I'm looking out the window at a tree. The same window that there was a bluebird out there. No, there's never been a bluebird. Only cardinals. Cardinals, that's right. But I've never said that I was your cardinal. <laughs> uh, wait till next week. Yeah, I'm going to ah! say it. Uh, hey, anyways, it's a Friday afternoon. We're recording this uh, because we're heading out of town. We're going to New York this next week. Any friends, any listeners of the podcast, if you're in New York City. We don't want to hang out with you. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you live in New York City and Manhattan, uh, where, where else are we going to be? Long Island. <laughs> I don't want to hang out in Long Island. <laughs> <laughs> if, I'm, I'm open to Brooklyn. If you're in that area, uh, hit me up on uh, pretty much everything on social media is at the Rob Morgan. If you're listening to this, it's Tuesday. The what is what's this coming Tuesday? I'm not sure. 11th, maybe. Today's the 6th. We're going to be in New York Tuesday the 10th through Friday the 13th. Ooh, spooky, Spooky, scary. scary. Boys Boys becoming becoming men. Men Men becoming wolves. Wolves. (laughs) That's the line. What is that from? (laughs) A movie I've never seen. (laughs) Moon and Bay. Werewolf for mitzvah. Spooky, scary. Boys becoming men. Men becoming wolves. Werewolf for mitzvah. Spooky. Scary boys becoming men, men becoming wolves. All right, that was that was great, Trey. Okay. Anyways, if you're in the area, hit me up. But not me, because I don't want to hang out. Don't hit. Don't do not even think about contacting Sarah. <laughs> She's not interested. Anyways, moving on. Uh, for those of you that follow the podcast, you know that each week we ask Sarah a question. Those questions come from you, the listeners, and this week's questions come from. Uh, see, I'm doing it again. I'm just stumbling. I gotta calm down. It's like Here a piano go. recital, though. Deep breath. You have to keep playing. Keep playing. Keep talking. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's move on from let's, it. Let's move on. This week's question, Sarah, comes from iTunes in the comment section. I always say I really appreciate. What are you looking at me? I ripped my shirt helping Strider's butthole. 
<laughs> Do you want to add some context to that statement? <laughs> <laughs> Only if you want to keep this in here. Go for it. Okay. Well, sometimes my cat Strider gets poop on his butt. Usually it's my fault because it's attached to a strand of hair of mine that he has consumed. <laughs> Somehow licking hair from the apartment. So he gets a little turd straggler that won't detach. So I sat down with him and I had to reach up for the toilet paper. Oh, this is so gross. To pull it out of his butt. And so I ripped my jacket. But I bought it for $1.50, so it's okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Moving on. <laughs> Why do you love that so much? <laughs> I just, I think it's your delivery, Mm -hmm. the way you say stuff. You tell the best stories. And that is why we do the Sarah questions on this podcast. Those of you that I've, I've said this before, I am super thankful for any of you that have taken your time to rate, comment, and subscribe on iTunes. Listen, right now, this is, we're doing this totally free. So it helps us out in a massive way to take some time. The new iTunes platform, the podcast app, super easy to go over there and comment and subscribe. And instead of leaving a comment, you can, I would love it when you leave a comment about how awesome this podcast is, but instead, add on to that, we ask Sarah questions. And so this week's question comes from Deanna Seath. How do you think you say your name? D-E-A-N-A-S-E-I-T-H. Okay, probably that. Deanna Seath. Deanna, I'm so sorry if I'm butchering your name right now. Uh, her comment is love the podcast, obviously. Question for the lovely Sarah. If you could turn any activity into an Olympic sport, what would you have a good chance at winning a medal for? Oh, that's good. That is an awesome question. What am I really awesome at? Here's what I think I would do. I would choose to have um, reading out loud be an Olympic sport because I can specifically remember first grade. I've loved reading out loud. You are awesome at reading out loud. I'm good at it. I read clearly. I know how to pronounce words. I don't stumble. I love it. I love it even more. Do you love it though? I love it. I love it even more than I did a minute ago when I said I love it. That is awesome. You are great at reading out loud. Do you remember? Of course you remember because your memory is a billion times better than mine. Was it for our anniversary? Re- I can't. Why well, can't talk? Too many hours. For our anniversary. We, we, I'm, I, oh this, my God. <laughs> for our anniversary. We rented. We rented a, a sailboat. sailboat. While we were out, you ended up reading the entirety of. Old Man in the Sea. Yeah. Which is a fantastic book. Very, I read it out loud over. Two days, I think. My mouth was really dry, but it was worth it. Anyways, Deanna, thank you for your question. I love that one. Okay, moving on. You just took a sip right there, Sarah, and it reminds me that I am so thankful that we don't deal with sponsors on this podcast, because if we did, I would have to tell you that Guinness is the greatest. I mean, why would I need to tell any human how great Guinness is, you should know. By this point, we're mm. 33 episodes into this podcast. We are doing a giveaway. We have tons more of these. They are Guinness engraved glasses. Those of you that are fans of the podcast know Sarah's catchphrase. Tastes like mother's milk. It's on the glasses. It's hilarious. I think it's the funniest thing ever. Leave a comment. Rate, comment, and subscribe, and we'll be doing drawings for those yeah. throughout the future. Throughout the time that is ahead of us. The time that's ahead of us, we will be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't know, also, we have the podcast hotline. That number is in the show notes because most likely you're driving or you're doing something right now. You're not going to go write this number down. I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to say it. 
it's pointless. It's right in the show notes, the podcast <laughs> hotline. Call in, leave us a message, and we will play it on the podcast. All right, moving on. This week's episode I'm really pumped about. It's with my really good friend. It's your good friend, too. Mm-hmm. Jordan Walker. Most people have seen his work that are listening to this podcast because he took the pictures Mm-hmm. all the press photos for this podcast. And here's the thing about Jordan. This is one of my, f- besides he's going to love the cat story hmm. because yeah. they were kindred spirits. He, we're all cat parents together. We're all cat parents together. Dumb. Jordan and Chelsea were with us when, well, they were with me when I went to pick up Strider and bring him home and surprise you. Oh, the best day. Who would have known that years later you would just be... Picking turds off his butt. Thanks a lot, Jordan and Chelsea. Anyways, <laughs> uh, moving on. Jordan, here's the thing about Jordan. And this is why we sat down. We sat down over coffee at Parallel Coffee in Northeast Minneapolis. And we sat down because, first of all, Jordan is creative. I met Jordan when we were in college together. And we initially bonded because of our love of music. He plays electric guitar. And we got together... Uh, and nerded out over that big time. He owns his own photography studio and video studio, Narrate Studios. The link for that is in the show notes. But that started with just nerding out about photography and a bunch of other things. But what I wanted to sit down with Jordan about is one of my favorite things about him is he is hyper creative, but at the same time, he is also aware about the business sense of the side of his creative art that he's turned into his career. So he uh, is brilliant when it comes to anything that a lot of creatives would say, well, I'm just not good at that. I'm not just not good at the business side. I'm just not good at showing up on time. I'm just not good at keeping whatever it is that I would attribute to kind of just laziness because it doesn't come naturally. Jordan has focused on that and has some great insight for anybody that wants to focus on being intentional. Right at the beginning of this, we're talking about capsule wardrobes, something he, he discusses what that is, and an insight actually to why I only wear black. I have a lot of people asking me where that started, and this is kind of the concept where it came from. Well, it came from before capsule wardrobe, in air quotes, was like a trendy buzzword. It's coming from this idea of decision fatigue taking away some of the decisions that we make in our days that don't actually matter so that we can leave room mentally for things that do matter. And I started personally with three objects. I got sold, got rid of all, I sold, like anybody's going to buy my old underwear. I got rid of all my, <laughs> I sold all my old underwear. I got rid of my underwear. I got rid of <laughs> my socks and I got rid of my t-shirts and I got all standard matching, same things. I decided for six months, I'm only going to wear these every morning and just that is a decision I don't need to make. And that transitioned into my wardrobe becoming all black. And now you're shaking your head like you're bored. Moving along. Hey, also, I do want to say before we dive into this conversation with Jordan, I am trying something out this week. There is a video of this conversation on YouTube. I want to start doing this. I want to start implementing video when possible, when it's appropriate. I know these are all done on location, so it's hard depending on the environment and the people that are around. But head over to YouTube. There's a link in the show notes to the video of this. And I've had tons of people reach out to me and say, "It sounded you said in this interview with so-and-so that you were eating. How did you record that and like get the eating noise out? Or if you're, if you're drinking stuff all the time, it doesn't sound like you're, how do you get this audio? Mm. So check out the video of see this interview, done. see how it's done. I think Jordan was eating a croissant. We were both drinking coffee. I would give it, personally, a five out of five Morgans. That is your highest possible rating, so. High I, praise. High praise. <laughs> All right, let's move on. My interview with one of my favorite people in the world, Jordan Walker, at Parallel Coffee 
in Minneapolis. Goodbye. 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 Bye. See ya. <laughs> I like that because it's just kind of how you do it on the phone. Bye. All right. See you guys. See ya. See you guys later. Good chatting with you. Bye. <laughs> see you guys. All right. We're turning this off. See you guys later. Bye. 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 See you guys. Have a good night. All right. Have a great week. <laughs> We're so dumb. <laughs> okay. So the capsule wardrobe. Uh, yeah. You are. Have you have you implemented anything, or are you just thinking yeah, about no, it? Yeah. No. We we have started with. I have my core pieces in place now. Just like the cash kicks. A lot of people in LA were wearing yeah. those. Um, Acus eight eight. A6? A6. Yes. Thank you. I, I know how to say yeah. that, I swear. Uh, dark wash jeans. Yep. I mean, to be honest, I always, wear these multiple days in a row. You always have a little croissant on your jeans. Always have just a few crumbs yep, of croissant. Part of it, you have a little I saw a, that a, a dusting in the morning. Yeah. Just a dusting croissant. I saw that in LA and I Everybody's thought, doing it. That looks cool. Yeah. Just a little... Dark wash, sick fades, yeah. sick croissant crustings, <laughs> yeah. dustings. Yeah, dustings. <laughs> Uh, and then the denim jacket is a staple piece. And then the t-shirt, like you were saying, yes. just a striped t-shirt, yeah. no big deal. Yeah. Um, so I have mean, you done that? Have you, are those, you have those pieces that you're going to? We have. Just working. Yes, I've basically yeah. been doing that with what I currently have, and Chelsea just placed an order. I gave her like a budget, like I have this much money, what can we get? So we got another pair of shoes that's on its way, and then a couple other pieces. Yes. She wants, she thinks that that's I'm specifically, trusting. yeah. Oh, she's so good with that stuff. Uh, joggers. Yeah. Lots of joggers coming up my way. She's like, that, That's that is, that, Jordan, and your line of work, you that? don't What's have that? to. Swept? That's like the, you know, like Sweatpants? the joggers that. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. No one, no one knows what I'm doing. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. Most, most people, I think, know what joggers are. It's the, uh, I, yeah, pretty cash in Europe. You're just yeah, really just dumb. Idiot. Yeah. You only know I'm the so clothes dumb. you wear. Like I said, yeah. Which are just jeans. I'm just out of it. Where do these come? Did you knit those jeans? What's that? Did you knit those jeans? Yeah, I knit the, these yeah. jeans, yeah. Outside of what I knit, I, I, I know <laughs> yeah, nothing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know anything. Yeah, so so that's the core of the capsule wardrobe, and uh, pretty excited because it's really easy to get ready in the morning. Oh, yes. That's the goal. Okay, and so I feel people, like it looks people good. that don't know about it don't realize how big of a deal mm-hmm. it makes mentally in the morning. It's a pain point that you don't know about yeah. until you like stop and think or until you experience the simplicity of a capsule wardrobe. Yeah. Because it's like, people, it's amazing how, how much we will put up with before we make a change. And it's amazing how much we will put up with that we don't know we're putting up with. Yeah. And I know that sounds, it's totally a first world like luxury to have a capsule wardrobe. But I live in the first world. So it's a luxury that I'm going to embrace yeah. to like figure out, okay... I don't like spending time. I don't decision fatigue. That's a real thing when you own a oh, business. Yeah. Oh, yeah. At, like in the mornings, some mornings I'm already thinking about other decisions I have to make, and I don't want to think about yes. clothes. And especially when I got really busy this last year, like it like actually like made me so mad to have to decide what to wear, which is so ridiculous. But it's like when you you yes. only get you can only give out 25 decisions a day or whatever that number is. Um, so you hate when you have to start with one. And people, I feel it's like I've weird. had a lot of conversations where I've talked about uh, the the uniform wardrobe mm-hmm. or whether capsule wardrobe or whatever, mm-hmm. and decision fatigue. I've had so many conversations with people that don't get it. They're like, I don't know what you're talking mm. about. There's no such thing as de- that makes no sense. Like oh, you man. can run out of decisions. Oh, it's but when real. you start owning your own business mm-hmm. and are being super intentional about stuff. Yeah. I mean, I have to make decisions yeah. every day for short term and long term. And I'm 
uh, I really have a great team in the sense that they understand that Jordan shouldn't always work in the business, he should work on the business. And that's good, that's like a really important thing for people to understand, because it would be easy to say, yeah. where's Jordan today? Like, yeah. he should be, not that I'm MAA. What's the difference between in the business and on the business? Good question. I don't know. Thank no. you. No. <laughs> no, in the business is like the day-to-day -day keep the business running, yeah. like answer questions for people on the team, mm -hmm. you know, keep things going that way. On the business is keep things going big picture. Like, oh, we need to update our uh, email addresses because we're pushing more Narrate Films stuff, so we need to make sure, let's all switch over to Narrate Films, you know, josh at narratefilms.com yeah. instead of using... I think right now we use the at Gmail, which is fine, but at mm -hmm. the same time, it's like, that would be a good thing to improve. Uh, there are things like that. Yeah. Or we're, we're prepping for some screenings we're doing with agencies yeah. in the area. So making the plan for that, and there's like a lot of moving parts. So it's, it's the stuff that, it's the stuff that has to be done that you're like in charge of where your business is going versus just the wave is pulling you somewhere. Yes. So if you keep working in the business, you're just gonna be taken wherever you're going to have no control over what shows up day to day. You're just going to keep moving, doing the, the grind. Dude. So you got to work on the business to make sure the grind is going the way you want it to go. Okay. Man, that's fascinating because you are a creative person. Mm -hmm. We, I mean, our first like friendship started around music. Mm -hmm. uh, and I feel like a lot of... Uh, yeah, I taught of people. I taught you everything you I know about me, bass. Uh, yes, and now <laughs> and you have. I realized you've almost I caught up bass with after me. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> then I realized, man, I'm not very good. Rob is so good. Uh, uh, then I realized, oh, Jordan's tone deaf. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, but what I'm curious about is that you, you're, you're not just a super analytical person by nature. Mm. I mean, you are. You think deeply about stuff, but you come from the creative side, and mm -hmm. most creatives I know ignore. The working on something. Mm, yeah, yeah, I feel like it's really easy, whether it's music, whatever, I've been talking with people about, yeah. to get in the flow of, oh, I'm just going to focus on practicing my instrument, and whatever gigs open up to me, that's what happens. Because mm -hmm. so, anything else, you're thinking about you're thinking about too much. It should yeah. be just about yeah. what you're focusing on. And I think that's easier as an individual creative, because the truth is, like, it's worked. Like, there's been seasons where we've just, I've worked in the business because it's been so busy. We just hired Emily Kahlberg, who allowed me to work more on the business. Yeah. But before that, I was in it a ton. She does, like, the producing stuff, so I was able to move into executive producer role and, like, oversee stuff. Um, but yeah, for an individual, it's easier to get away with that. But I'm, but I have people reliant on yeah. me. And if I'm not thinking ahead about our project a couple months down the, the yeah. road, like we have enough money, you know, to cover ourselves for a couple months if we had to. But if I haven't prepared and lined up, laid some groundwork yeah. for projects, specifically projects, but e even just the way we present ourselves mm -hmm. and our brand and all that that brings in more stuff down the road. Yeah. Now, I'm letting down a team. Like, yes. I'm letting down five people. People are relying on, okay, <laughs> yeah. okay, yeah. I, I get that, and I get so the pressures of it. But back it up yeah. a little bit, because uh -huh. there was a time before that when people weren't relying on you, oh. that you had to have that mindset change, right? Touche. Okay, so for you me, got me there. I'll throw you my, my story yeah. is two years ago, yeah. touring complete halt, right? Mm -hmm. I sat, and I my first thing was panic. I said, what the hell am I doing with my life? And I was super mad that nothing was lining up musically for a couple mm. months. And it was before I realized that's just how music and arts work. Yep. It's just ebb and flow. Yep. And then I got super grateful for that time off because mm. it shook me mm -hmm. out of my... If I would have been like just slightly busy enough, I would mm. have coasted for another five yep. years. 
but it shook me enough to think, okay, what am I doing? How do I need to be working on my business? Yeah. Did you have a moment like that that transitioned mm. you or shook you or? Um, I think I am blessed to have had Bill Tibbetts as okay, a Okay, this mentor. is boring already. Next yeah. question. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no one likes Tibbetts. No, everyone oh, loves I, Tibbetts. I love um, Bill Tibbetts was actually super, super oh. uh, important in my the way I th- the stuff oh, really? I learned from him, studying under him. I cool. he shaped. I mean, I think about things that he taught me on a daily basis. Yeah, I Seriously, still I huge. still will text him from time to time. I bet every I would say every three months or so yes. I will like meet up with him yeah. and pick his brain about a few really? things. And he's always Man, just I like profound, like duh. Like yeah. when he says it, it, it feels like, oh, duh. Like I know that. But you need someone who like is smart enough that you trust and then they throw it yeah. your way. He, he, okay. he has the ability to look at all yeah. the mess and figure out, no, Jordan, do this and you're fine. Everything's yeah. cool. Do this. So, so I totally interrupted you and you were studying under him at school. Yeah. Oh, so I was, yeah, studying, you know, uh, basically I feel like because I have... Uh, my degree in business administration and I had Bill Tibbetts as a great mentor, mm-hmm. I feel like that was, that value was instilled in me early on. Like, yeah. you don't just, you don't just hope it works out. Like, a business mindset is to build, plan. I mean, like, yeah. my narrate business plan was, this is fairly basic, but it was like a five-page business plan when I first yeah. started. So I, like, did a SWOT analysis. Strengths, yep. weaknesses, opportunities, threats. I identified... Um, I identified external uh, things to consider while going into the industry, I, I, you know, pros and cons, and then I listed how I'm going to do things where I want to be one year, two year, three years, yep. and then big picture five years, and really, like, a lot of that changed quite a bit, but I at least started yeah. direction. If you don't have that direction, I mean, who knows what I would have ended up doing. So, yeah. but I, I'm in an interesting position. I think yeah. I've shared this with you before, where when I hang out with people who are running businesses, and they're like the business-minded people, I'm like their creative friend. Yes. But then when I hang out with my creative friends, it's like, oh, yeah. Jordan's kind of, he's good at business. You should talk yeah. to him if you have business questions. So I'm like in this weird, Yes. I, you could say good or bad. I guess it's perspective. I feel like it's really good. I'm Did you ever in do, between have you ever that. Been, have you ever been insecure about it? Because I feel like it's I could probably because yeah. of our relationship, mm-hmm. I'm the same way. Yeah. And I, I get super insecure about my artistic side. Yeah. I don't get insecure about the business side, but mm-hmm. I'm like, well, does this mean like I'm not really like a mm. true artist, yeah. a musician? Yeah, I don't you, know if you've ever. No, I, to, I totally. You just get always that. embraced it. No, no, no. I totally get that because, like, there are times. I remember officing at Restore. We officed there for several years, uh, for three, four years, um, and I remember sitting next to uh, Bethany Platter at the time. Mm-hmm. Now I think she goes by Beth Kath. She goes by Beth Kath. I know she does. Um, she's amazing. Yeah. Super talented. And I remember she didn't do this to me at all. Uh, I did this to myself, but being around her, she was super creative and not that she wasn't business minded because she's doing just fine. But like, I was definitely like strategy, SWOT analysis and she's not doing any of that. And, but she obviously has the mind to some extent because she is, she's successful in that world. So, but I, she was so creative that I did feel like a little bit insecure. Like we would be booking weddings and getting and like business wise was doing well, but then I'd feel insecure because I'm like, oh man, but Bethany is so artistic and creative and she's just like, you know, basically comparison is the thief of joy. That's what happened because Bethany wasn't projecting that on me and Bethany was proud and excited for me and I was excited for her, but I was feeling a sense of like, I want to do what you're doing and just be like, everyone looks at you as the great artist. And for me, I'm like, Every, like people pat me on the back because like oh, I'm successful at growing a business yeah. 
So that's a funny thing because I could look at that either way. I could get a pat on the back about being good yes. at growing a business and feel insecure about it, yes. or I could say what I should say, which is like, yeah, I love that. That is my talent. That's Man. my niche. I'm good. That's that's really heavy because I do with all the time, man. Mm-hmm. Do the thought of the mm-hmm. things uh, I and I feel like uh, it's been over the, only the past few years that I've been realizing it. Mm-hmm. The thought that the things that we're most insecure about, like if you just embrace them, that's what sets you apart, mm-hmm. and that could be some of your biggest strengths. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. I, working with you when you sat down to the SWOT analysis with me is when I started realizing some of the stuff. Mm-hmm. That I bring to the table that I would, I wish, I kind of almost mm-hmm. wouldn't want to wish away. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's like, this is me. It. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. We did the whiteboard yeah. right up on the on our uh, doors, yeah. our locker doors or whatever. Yeah, Man. yeah that's right. Yeah, that's a cool. SWOT analysis is definitely a business thing, but it's applicable to like individual creatives. Um, and I would say you could apply it to your life in some ways, but. Oh. Okay, you know, so. Uh, SWOT analysis. Mm-hmm. If there's someone that see that's uh, listening to this, watching it, and they say, "Okay, I'm on the creative side. I mm-hmm. lean heavy to that. I just the business sense and that that whole mm-hmm. world is I'm oblivious to." Yeah. Uh, could they start with the SWOT analysis to help them yes. work that way? I would say that'd be a great place to start. How? Would, I mean, like writing a mission yeah. statement. Yeah. And SWOT analysis. Um, Tibbets don't. Don't be listening to this and, <laughs> and realize I'm way off. I might be way off. But I, for me, those yeah. are always where I start. Yeah. Mission statement, like, and uh, mission statement okay. is um, similar to vision statement. You can, the, they have their nuances that yeah. make them a little different. But, like, those two things with a SWOT analysis, I think that's the beginning of yeah. anything. Okay. If you're running any sort of business yeah. at all, you should start, at, at least do those. Okay, someone is... Sitting, they have a pen, they have a paper. Mm-hmm. Walk me through like a micro thing, if mm-hmm. you don't mind. No, easy. Mission statement. Uh, mission statement that is first. is a couple sentences that describe what you're doing. So for like, for us, our mission statement includes things not just like, oh, we're going to create video that we really yeah. like, but we're customer centered. Like we yes. really appreciate our clients, and so it's not like. It's, it's like nuance of like, we're, we don't say we're gonna be good at customer service, we say we're gonna care about our clients because that's what we do. So, so we, in our mission statement, it's about caring for our clients and then creating the best uh, work that we can possibly create with the goal of being the best yeah. in Minneapolis. Yeah. Uh, but that's also very hard to measure. But it's just the idea, if, if we put that in there, it's like we're gonna try and be the best at what we're doing. Yeah. Um, so we'll put our best foot forward. And then there's also a part about team-oriented um, and we are, we are better together yeah. than separate. Like each of us individually. Like I, I use the example of like the love story film. Mm-hmm. It, like Braden could go shoot a great wedding, and yeah. Kyle could go shoot a great wedding, and Josh could go shoot a great wedding. Amazing. In fact. Yeah. But when when Braden and Kyle go shoot the wedding together, and then Josh oversees. Uh, yeah. the storyline of it and the then I figure out all the logistics so yes. no one has to mess with the so I produce it and when Emily and Emily we have two Emilys when they help in logistics as well and planning and team development yes. and all that when you put all that together that final product is way better yeah so and basically people are freaking out because oh I'm not good with business stuff no Jordan yeah. had, Jordan's great at that he'll take care of that mm-hmm. I'll do, bring what mm-hmm. I can bring to the table so like if something goes wrong in the business yeah. often the team doesn't even know about it I don't yeah. there's no need for me to let them know I'm yeah. always working through details and that's also my personality because you have a mission statement that's everybody's focused towards yeah 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 every, yeah totally so that's my mentality is like if some, if people people have joked and my dad's like this too like if my dad 
if he were sitting in a house that yeah. was burning down, he'd still be laughing and smiling. Okay. And that's kind of my mentality too. I like whatever I'm doing, no yeah. matter how stressful, like I will focus on the positive. So yeah. I've had to get a, speaking of insecurity. Yeah. I felt for a time like, because other people on the team might, you know, not complain, but just let me know what they're working on. Yeah. And I was never saying the negatives. So yeah. I started to get into that trap of, I need to tell them how bad my job is some yes. days. But that's not actually healthy yes. as a manager. So I've made a point. No one knows what's going wrong some days, unless they need to, of yeah. course. Um, or I shouldn't say what's going wrong. Things that I'm working mm -hmm. on that are really hard, that are bigger yeah. challenges. Uh, so anyway, so that's all that to say that's mission statement you you figure out the nuance of who you are not just like as the thing you're creating but like the stuff around it like yes what else do you want to do besides let's say you're a photographer what else do you want to do besides capture great photos i mean yes. there's a lot more than and just it's looking past great photos. It, it's focusing in the way that you're looking past the what it is you do is in the sense of yeah. It's not just about photography. It's, it's about the creating trade. something. Yeah. What's underneath your mm -hmm, focus that mm -hmm. if, if photography went away, you could yeah. still focus on like, that your life is focused. Like Perry James does photography, yeah. but he also does it with a mission. So yeah. he, he started uh, One Month to Give, and uh, the name of it now is escaping me. Um, ah, shoot, I should totally know what they switched the name to. Uh, Lucas Boats, uh, in my opinion, yeah. best photographer in Minneapolis. Um, Weddings and, and creative work, uh, commercial work. He uh, he's very he is very well rounded. He's an he's he's my favorite photographer. But additionally, he's so good at customer service. Yeah. He's very reasonable price for his talent level. Yeah. Like like sometimes I'm just like it's crazy to see people charging more than him and not feel like they're as yeah. good on a lot of different levels. Yeah. Anyway. But he's like a customer-focused type person too. He really cares about his clients. He's all about the details. Yeah. Um, and so his mission statement should reflect that. So that's man, mission statement. Man, mission statement, another word for that in the artistic world is controlling thought or narrative mm. of okay. uh, projects. So what a lot of people don't know about, whether I'm writing a blog mm -hmm. or an article or doing a po a lot of times with podcasts, yeah. I will write a mission statement or mm. well, I, I call it the yeah. controlling thought. Yeah. Is that one or two sentences that this entire conversation ended up or will yeah. uh, be focused towards. Yeah, that's and good. And when I do that, that allows me to get rid of distractions. Keeps you on point. It laser focuses everything. Yeah. And then you start, in your life, you start saying, okay, is this serving yeah. my mission statement yeah. or controlling thought? Uh, and if it's not, it makes it way more easier to say, say way nope, easier. It's way on. more easier, mm -hmm. more uh, easy. It's more. It is it's, the easiest. It's the easiest way, way of, of being more of <laughs> yeah. that. Uh, it's just a focus. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. And say no is what. I'm, yeah. It it, it yeah. helps you say I don't need that. Yeah. I'm gonna pass. On so no, someone's never sure. done that before. It's just sit down mm -hmm. and just write down two. You know, two or three me, sentences of. Because uh, that stuff was so foreign to me that I sat down, uh, and I do about once a year. Mm -hmm. I'll do this, and sometimes once a month, I'll write down all of my uh, creative or life outlets. Yep. So I have, I have mission statements for each thing I do. So as a writer, I have mm -hmm. one. Uh, my musical focus, with the podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have my mission statement statement as it uh, for social media I even start doing like yeah. how do I function with that yeah so yeah that's good um, I almost write the, all the things I want to be intentional about and then make one mission statement about that yeah if that makes sense it totally maybe does. that's a little overkill, no no it's not but, because you do that whether or not yeah. you write it out yeah. like you will create yeah. a way you use your social media yeah whether you write it down or not but the difference between writing it down and not writing it down is you will get when you write it down, you know what you're doing. 
versus when you don't, you get kind of just, pulled in whatever yep. direction. You, whatever ends up happening at yeah. any whim, you're going to just yeah, post it. Yeah, you just it. go with it, post it. Uh, you don't have a theme anymore, yeah. which is fine. I mean, you don't have to do that, but it is obviously helpful. So Okay, so then if someone want to be intentional mm-hmm. with a SWOT analysis, yep. they want to do that for themselves, yep. is that something you can just sit down mm-hmm. so and just write all out? You need, all you need to know is SWOT analysis, what that stands for is strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Strengths and weaknesses are internal. Those are the things you you control um, that are more to do with what you're doing. Yeah. What you know. So like Rob's strengths are this. Rob's yeah. weaknesses are this. Or yeah. if you're a company and there's, you know, you could say this company's strengths or weaknesses. Mm-hmm. You list three to five. Depends on how elaborate you're getting. But three three is always kind of the minimum, yeah. I would say. Uh, and then for uh, opportunities and threats, that's external. Okay. So what's the opportunity we can't control, but it's happening that we yeah. can jump on? Like, yep. oh my gosh, like everyone's, like for us, like everyone's creating a video on social media and now there's highlights that are happening. So yes. we're diving into that for yeah. people. I'm talking with Madison Reimer today about we're going to create her highlights. Yeah. Um, we're going to create three or four of them for her. Yeah. And then that's an opportunity that we'll put our brand on there but we create great content for her. Everyone wins because then people see that. We've talked about that with you and we've talked about that. We have some other people in the hopper that we're talking about doing that with. So that's an opportunity. Yeah. Um, The opportunity being Instagram highlights works perfectly for awesome quality video. You know, it's a way to stand out. And then podcasting is the reason I'm doing this. Yeah. It's the perfect time right now with the accessibility of opportunity of connections that I have. It's from sitting down yeah. and us having that conversation. Yeah. I realized, oh, this is within my area that I could do. Yeah, because uh, opportunities will open up things you didn't see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay. And and knowing your strengths and weaknesses, know what opportunities you should exploit. Yeah. Slash threats you should avoid. Um, threats would an example of threats would be people always jump to competition. Yeah. And I think that's. Absolutely, there is competition that exists, but I would use that as like a motivating factor, yeah. not a like they're a threat to me, because um, everyone has competition. Yeah. It's like very rare to run a monopoly or something yeah. that no one else can do. Uh, so I w- I wouldn't say that everyone goes to that first. So I just want to preface with that. Uh, th- threats to me are things like like for uh, for us if we saw a trend where video was dying which yes. it's not at all it's totally in the opportunity but if like like we were in the market of making mm-hmm. VHS tapes and the DVD was coming around the DVD is a threat <laughs> to our business like it just yeah. is so Redbox is a threat to yeah, any of the big box totally. rental stores Netflix yeah. is a threat to um, but not as in the business is a threat but the model that the business I mean, because you can say the business for sure, but but usually yeah. if a business is a threat, yeah. I think that's way too vague. You should get to what about the business is a threat. For example, Redbox uh, and Netflix, the situation there is not that Netflix is threatening Redbox, it's that the ideas that Netflix is executing that other people might take on, which yeah. streaming services, yeah. that is a threat. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, so, absolutely. And I think it's good to do that, especially as creatives and individuals. Ne- don't be threatened by other creatives. That's yeah. very unhealthy. Um, I think it's important to take like what they're good at and say, "Ooh, I want to push myself there." Not to so so not that's, to focus on the negatives yeah. as much as focus because okay. threats are tricky. It makes you real negative. It makes you like it, it can make you point fingers at people and like they you know get annoyed or frustrated that you don't do something as well. That's yes. not the intent. Yes. Of of opportunities and threats. So that's okay. the SWAT. Here's what I'm here's what I'm fascinated though by earlier uh, we you mentioned 
seeing something that could be a weakness or you mm-hmm. or an insecurity mm-hmm. that someone would naturally put that in a weakness, mm-hmm. right? And then realizing if you double uh, that, that could actually be a benefit mm. or, yeah. or a positive. Yeah. And so I feel like the same about I, I love the thought about not focusing on the uh, the weaknesses or threats, mm-hmm. but. I'm curious about the thought of if someone writes down this list, you have this list of your weaknesses and your threats. Has there ever been a time for you that you wrote down a threat, but you turned it into an opportunity Hmm. by acknowledging it? Hmm. That's harder with external, but a weakness into a threat does make sense. I think uh, personally, have you ever had like a weakness turn into, um, well, I would say some of that business stuff. Like I felt insecure about it. I don't know that I would have gone as far as listing on a weakness, but I felt insecure about it. So maybe, um, maybe I would have, or maybe I wouldn't have listed it as a strength because I was like, "Ah, no, no, I don't want to be there. But the truth is then I'm, I'm doing myself a disservice because it is a strength of mine. It's something I understand and something I'm good at. So mm. that's awesome. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's it. The SWOT analysis. Mm-hmm. I feel like if someone sat down and they did that, just by doing that, it's first step into yeah. being more intentional about yeah. not just going with the flow mm-hmm. of whatever opens up, mm-hmm. changing from being a passive artist to a passive aggressive artist. Passive aggressive artist. I don't know how it was. <laughs> no, like, no like to a, a proactive know, artist. Proactive. Yeah, and a passive is like letting yourself be pulled. Yeah. But the the forward thinking or like the thinking ahead allows you to control. Yeah. At least to some extent. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm actually, you know what? I don't love this product. I, I did my SWOT analysis and I'm doing a lot of this work and it doesn't really follow my strengths. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try and change that this next month. That's the type of thing it, it will it will help. Hey guys, this is Rob with just a quick note before you head off into your week. I just wanted to say a huge thank you, a massive thank you to any of you that have rated, commented, or subscribed to this podcast on iTunes. Also, thank you to those of you that have reached out to me and shared your stories of how these interviews or some of these conversations have impacted you, have inspired you. Man, that has been so awesome to hear. If you have a story you'd like to share with me, head over to thecuriouspod.com slash contact, and I'd love to hear your stories or any just questions you may have for me. Hey, while you're over there, if you want to check out show notes for this or any of the other interviews I've done or contact info for this guest or any of the others, head over to thecuriouspod.com for any of that. And also, I'm really pumped about this. We have a map right there on the front of the website that shows all the locations that these interviews and conversations have taken place. It's pretty cool. You can click on it. You can see where these have done. If you want to go visit them, if you've heard something you like and you want to go check it out for yourself, that's right there. Or you can just check it out at thecuriouspod.com slash map or just right there on the front of the website. I'll show. I'll show. Also, if you want to reach out to me on social media or follow me anywhere, pretty much everything online is the Rob Morgan at the Rob Morgan, whatever you, you, you know, the drill. All right. Enough of that nonsense. All this podcasting has made me thirsty. You know, (laughs) I am so pumped that I do not have to deal with sponsors for this podcast, or else I'd have to tell you, podcasting makes me thirsty, and nothing quenches a podcast thirst, whether you're listening, uh, interviewing, editing, recording, listening to something unrelated to a podcast, nothing quenches a thirst like a Guinness. Hey, Hofi, can I steal you for a second? Do you have anything you want to say about Guinness?
I'd like to take a minute to thank Guinness because it truly is made of more. That's all. Alright. That's it, thanks. <laughs> uh, I love that crap. Alright, have a great week. See you next Tuesday. Anything else? Thanks for being here. <laughs> Say the most random thing you can think of. No. Yell it. I got nothing. The only word I can think of is formaldehyde. <laughs> Perfect.